Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. It is the week of SummerSlam, which means we're all excited. Somebody is trying to kill Roman Reigns. There's rumors that we could be getting Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy at SummerSlam, which nobody would have predicted even a week ago. And actually, by the time you hear this, that may have been announced because we don't live in the sort of the mid or late 90s anymore where SummerSlam matches would be announced well before SummerSlam. Some of them will probably even be revealed on Friday. But what the hell, man? It's 2019. Things are different. If you never listened before thank you very much for joining me make sure if you fancy it you can also check this out on youtube at youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules give that a subscribe you can follow me on twitter at simon316 same on instagram and all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 again because it's the modern day but something i always try and do uh, we try and do a couple of uh, shows a week one which goes live on youtube on tuesdays at 1 p.m bst but another one later in the week which is what we're doing now where we try and get a patreon guest on and we just have a chat about wrestling because it just works it's just exciting it's just fun and today all the way from the united states of america i'm very pleased to say it's my man joe joe how you doing today i'm doing good Simon. how are you i'm very well thank you very much dude thank you very much for your time thank you very much for coming on you are brand new to simon is pro wrestling show yes I uh, now we are get, we are going to get into the deep and gritty with SummerSlam. Like, i'm gonna again behind the scenes a little bit for those listening um there's every chance that by the time this goes live the SummerSlam card has completely changed don't get mad at me Get mad at Vince McMahon for being a crazy, a crazy it's human being. The next five minutes, honestly, it, it, it could be like apparently he rewrote SmackDown again. It's hard to kind of criticize the the rewriting of SmackDown at the moment, simply because I personally have enjoyed the last three shows. But as we've talked about on here, that will only that will only last so long. Uh, Joe, before I do sort of get a brief, um, a sort of a brief up, uh, well, introduction, I guess, to how you got interesting. Let's just start there. Yeah, you know, Vince McMahon has rewritten the last three SmackDowns, sort of, you mm-hmm. know, as the show is about to go live walks in rips up the script uh you know what what do you think what would you, what's your take on that i guess and more importantly have you enjoyed them because i know especially last night's one we're recording this on a wednesday anybody that cares i know that last night's one it divided more people than i i was surprised after i'd seen it and i went online more people thought well there's just more people that thought it was a bit boring i don't think it was that boring i didn't think it was the best show i'd ever seen but i certainly you know i got a little bit of a kick out of it so what's your take on it because it is quite a fascinating it's a fascinating time where that we can just do that. I mean, it's very WCW. But, dude, yeah, how do you see it? Well, I don't really know because um, I haven't really been watching the WWE product because I haven't really been drawn in by it. And, yeah, you know, that's just how it's been going. And knowing that he's constantly rewriting the show doesn't really want to make me watch it anytime soon, if I'm being honest. Um, I do watch the clips once in a while on YouTube if something great happens, but... I haven't really been watching it too, too much. And what is the... I mean, that's a great place to start. So, I mean, I'm going to assume that you got into wrestling through the WWE, I would guess. Yes, that is that is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, walk me through it then. I mean, you don't have to go crazy or anything, but walk me through it. How do you get into it? How does it become, obviously, this thing you're quite passionate about? And then what is it that, you know, disconnects you from it? Because there's usually some kind of story in there. Well, starts out like most of us probably as a kid watching... WWE and WCW in the early 90s. And, you know, that's where I started. And then I don't know. I don't know why I watched it so much as a kid, but just something about, you know, two big guys beating the crap out of each other just made me want to keep watching. And then as for the current stuff, the disconnect probably comes from just too much storylines that I don't really want to listen to every week. I guess. No, I think that's fair, dude. When, when did it start happening, though? Like, what was the... Has it been the, Has it been this year? Has it been the last year? Has it been the last... I mean, when, when did you feel that you just didn't... Well, you didn't feel the need to tune into wrestling every week? Well, Raw every week, I say, or SmackDown? Um, I'd say it's been about probably the last year and a half that I'd stopped really religiously watching Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And can you remember what the catalyst was? Um... 
I have no idea, to be honest with you. But it, there must have been sort of some kind of build up to it, though. I mean, was it just, I mean, was it the fact that they were pushing the Roman Reigns? Was it that, I don't know, what was happening a year ago? Shane McMahon probably was on the television, I imagine, but he was probably facing, so we all loved him. Um, I, I guess more importantly, did you go and get your wrestling fix from anywhere else? Yeah, I've been I've been watching a lot more New Japan and, of, of course, AEW stuff when it happens. And what's... Um, I mean, I guess we start there then, really. So AEW obviously is going live. Well, I mean, look, in three weeks, we've got All Out, which will be a, a huge show all within itself. But what do you feel at the moment that AEW offers that WWE doesn't offer? At least what do you hope that they, that they do going forward? Because, you know, the big debate now is how can... You know, how, what, what does AEW do to actually tap into this WWE fan base? Which, I don't, look, I know is dwindling, and I know is on the way down, but if AEW was able to score you know, like a, a, a 2.4 rating or whatever on their first show. Believe you me, TNT would lose right, their minds. Yeah, sure they, they, they would think it was imagined. So, you know, as a wrestling fan, who, you know, who has, I guess it's a twofold question, actually. What does WWE need to do to wrangle you back in? And what is AEW or New Japan, whichever one you'd like to focus on doing, that makes you go, you know what, this is the kind of wrestling that I want to enjoy? Well, as far as WWE goes, I want to say it's not less storylines but less people just in the ring talking on a microphone yeah and just something about that always happening takes me out of what i want to see which is wrestling which is why i prefer new japan at the moment especially right now during the g1 where it's literally just matches and matches and matches i mean we haven't really talked about the g1 much on here just because like some people tweet me and go miller why don't you do an ups and downs for every single g1 i'm like because i have a i have, have, I have no a life yeah <laughs> I, I have to live my life yeah. i mean i do i do keep up to date and i certainly go out of my way to watch all the matches that i can but and i will definitely do it when it comes to the finals and there's some that i've missed that i want to go back there's a moxie one that i missed that i still need to see but i certainly will i'm still a I couple days behind myself well, as you would be. I mean, do you know, do you, do you, do you wait until you've seen it before you do spoilers, or are you up to date with everything? Um, sometimes I can't avoid spoilers because um, I frequent the Wrestling Observer, like some people do, and that's yeah. just all over there sometimes. But I'll still go and watch a great match, even if they say how great it was. Yeah, well, that, that's what I do as well. I don't really care about spoilers. I'm weird in that sense. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it, it is wrestling, so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think that, again, I've seen, let's say, 75% of all the matches people say that you need to see. And I think the really cool thing about the G1 tournament, and again, I don't want New Japan to be WWE or vice versa, but I certainly right. think there are things that we can take from it. And a tournament like this, I believe every company should have, because it's just so cool um, to see people like, I mean, I know Okada's smashing it right now, but yeah. obviously the other day he lost to Sonata. And what I love about that is, that, I mean, t I, I, these are not comparable um, uh, rankings, but it's, I'm just trying to tie into a topical nature. To me, that is like having Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy this Sunday, and Buddy Murphy wins. Yeah, yeah do you know what I mean? That's of, what it's, it's like. Sonata, like and, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not it's not a great like for like, but just to try and give an idea for yeah. people who don't watch New Japan, and that's so cool to me. It's so cool to me that you can have a Carter who is the IWGP champion, like this absolute superstar. This you know, this mammoth of the Japanese wrestling scene. And yet, because he's in a tournament, because we can tell this story that they're wrestling so many matches, he can lose, but it doesn't affect his aura at all because the, the, the sanctity of the G1 is kept so strong that you can win and you can lose. It doesn't matter. It really makes no difference because you always have the excuse, for lack of a better term, oh, but I was in a... You know, I've been in this crazy, this crazy tournament. And I think that's just something that WWE lacks. Like, you know, if we do get Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy on Sunday, look, WWE could surprise us. I actually think the last few weeks have been a lot better. But we don't know for sure. We, we like to hope so. But our guts and our boy who cried wolf voice tell us, well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but when you watch the G1, it's awesome. Like when Tai Chi beat John Moxley the other day, I know it was ridiculous and it kind of divided some people. I personally love that stuff. I love stupid stuff in the wrestling. The upsets I'm, are always good. Always. Yeah. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm Jim Cornette's worst nightmare. I love oh. the, I love the, I love the dumb stuff. I just do. <laughs> I, I totally I like see where Yana he's going. one too. Oh yeah. It's just, it's just funny, right? It's just right. absolute. And I just, I get a huge, I get a huge kick out of it. And 
I just think you, you could take this format and you could so easily apply it. Like, wouldn't it be great? We always have this dead period in the middle of the year. Um, you can either argue that it's between WrestleMania and SummerSlam that sucks or SummerSlam and the Rumble, whichever one you think is is worse. And I don't think you have to book it like New Japan. They go crazy. But if you could just yeah. book a, you know, a three-week, four-week tournament, and you absolutely could on WWE because they have yeah, so much just do time. A you month can tell- and then finish at a pay-per-view. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? And wouldn't it allow you to showcase other wrestlers? And wouldn't it allow you to take people like Finn Balor and put them in the Kenta position, for example, if you don't know Kenta's debut in New Japan? And he's doing great. And I won't say he lost today. I won't say who he lost to in case you haven't seen it. But the person he lost to is, is fine. Like, it's not a problem. Yeah. It's like, yes, I, I totally understand. I, I totally get it. So why, aside from the, I'm not saying that I want WWE to nick New Japan idea, but it's not a New Japan idea. It's a sports yeah, idea. Yeah, just tournaments are tournaments. You know? Yeah, what, what do you think it is that, you, why do you get such a kick out of, a, of, of, the G1, of the G1 Climax for you? Because clearly, you know, you're willing to, as much time as you can, you're willing to invest in this. But, you know, in other, in other walks of wrestling life, you're like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Who do you, <laughs> I'm not wasting my time on that shit. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, no, it's not about whenever I'm watching a G1 match, I don't feel like I'm just sitting here watching a screen. I feel like I'm actually being entertained, which is the whole point of, you know, investing my time into it. Yeah. Um, and especially when it's uh, almost every match is going to be a great match in the G1 I mean, you get your bad luck folly matches, which aren't always great, but, you know, they're still better than the worst WWE matches. Yeah. I, I, think, I think as well it depends on what you want from your wrestling, right? Because it's... I think Meltzer says it, because Meltzer is such a big fan of Japan wrestling. Absolutely. He's, al- he's always like, well, I'm always going to prefer that over WWE because that's my thing. And I know people that don't like New Japan wrestling because they think it's too aggressive and too hard-hitting. That makes perfect sense as well, right? Of course it does. But I do I do think, like I say, I, how long have you been into New Japan? Like, When did it sort of wrap its arms around you? Um, About four or five years ago. When yeah, me too, man, right? picked up. Yeah, and what do you think? Because I, I didn't stop watching WWE, but that was certainly the time that it got me. And you know, you started to hear names like you know yeah. Bushi and Okada, and you tried to remember them. You're like, I can't the, because I don't. All the hype around uh, Kenny and all that stuff is what really brought me into it because I wanted to see. Well, everybody talks about how good Kenny Omega is. I got to start watching his matches. And when you first saw him, did you agree? Because like, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw Kenny Omega, I don't. I obviously didn't see him in the right, you know, uh, environment. I can't remember where I saw him, but I was like, yeah, I like this guy, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really get the, you know, the the, the super love. And yeah. then after about you know six months or so, I'm like, oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think really I was good. the same way because I think the first couple matches I saw of him were like six man or just regular tag matches, and I was like, yeah, he does some cool stuff, but I'm not seeing you know, one of the best in the world out of this guy. And then I watched one of his, like, actual main event matches, and I was like, oh, this guy does have something that makes him a top guy. Yeah, no, he does. How do you feel like he's been booked in AEW so far? Because I actually, I think I'm the rarity. I love it. Because they've taken Kenny Omega, and they've made sure he doesn't feel like a super, super top guy. And I think they've done that, so when they need to smash him up, they do. You know what I mean? I, I think they've been really... That's what I've been telling really people, too, when I talk about it. Because they're all like, well, they're not making Kenny look like the biggest guy. And it's like, they don't want to just yet. They're trying to save it for when, you know, they might need to do it to get, you know, yeah. ratings and everything. Yeah, no, no it, it, that's the thing, right? Like, you don't want... There's no point in him coming in like the hottest wrestler in the world, which is, I get, I get the counterpoint to that. Oh, we've just smashed his momentum. But what momentum? Is New Japan momentum? Like AEW is a brand new company. If you like Kenny Omega from his New Japan stuff, you still like him now. Like yeah, he's not going to, you've already, you've already, yeah, you've already bought into him. It, it's more about, you know, showing whoever it is they want to show off to the, the casual fan, we'll call it. Not the right term at all, but we'll go with it. And, you know, as, as and when you're ready to show off Kenny Omega, then he's there. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's more than fine. I don't understand why people... Well, I guess I do, because, because that's what wrestling does. <laughs> um, everybody's got to complain about something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do you see the G1 going then, dude? I mean, I think, as far as I'm aware, the people that are still in it... This is the top of my head, and it's confusing. I think the people still in it are, what, Akada, Ibushi, Moxley... Um, I think Goto and Ishii and Naito and Jay White are still in it, maybe? I don't know. That's not, a guess. That's a guess. I'm not, I think Jay White is like just possibly out. I'm not quite sure, though. Because yeah. like I said, okay. I haven't really kept totally up, so i got to look at the no, actual... You're a human, dude. You're a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, okay, it's a, it's a little me, rough. 
Yeah, let me spin it. Who, who would you like to... Who, who would you? Who do you think deserves to to come out on top? Like, who's going to get the rub? Because I think they've been really smart. Because Sonada got that win over Okada, I yeah. get confused with the uh, the New Japan um, booking calendar. But because they've done that, you can absolutely now have a Sonada Okada match at some point. Okada wins, whatever. It'll be yeah. great. But then in terms of their big events, again, awful terms, but I'm going to go with it anyway. You know, you can then save, you know, whatever you want to do here for later on. Obviously, leading into Wrestle Kingdom. Because, I mean, my gut kind of says to me, I would like, it'd be great to see Moxley do it, but I don't think they'll put him in that position. I think they're going to push him right away coming in. Yeah, there. yeah, I agree. So, I mean, do you think it's Ibushi? Do you think he goes I, kind of the obvious one? Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling it, it seems obvious, but I think it's going to be Ibushi. It might be his year. And does that mean we go into Wrestle Kingdom next year, Ibushi Okada, top of the card, do you think? I, I think you kind of have to. Like, everybody loves Ibushi, so you got to put him against the biggest guy. Because we're doing two nights at the Tokyo Dome as well. I don't know. I, I still don't 100% know if the second night of the Tokyo Dome takes over from um, New Year's Dash. I, I I don't know. If, I get confused by New Japan's crazy events because they just yeah, seem to make up. Their events mess with my head sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, so let's say we get to Tokyo Dome. We do Ibushi versus Okada. Ibushi's got all the momentum off the back of winning the G1. Obviously, he signed that big deal early in the year, hence why New Japan are getting behind him. Right. Do you, do you take the belt off Okada? Because, of, I mean, I mean the, the, uh, the regeneration or the sort of climb back up to the top from Okada really has only been going on a few months, right? It's not like it's been this huge. It was Dominion, so it's yeah, been like, what, three months? Yeah, he's only had the, the belt back three or maybe four months at max. Yeah, so do you, do you, do you, you know, I mean, I, don't, I think Okada is untouchable at this point. I think you can do whatever you want with yeah, him and he's so can, over. And he's, can, he could drop the title today and it, he'd still be fine. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. But do you think it's finally time to pull the trigger properly on Ibushi? Because, of course, again, if people don't know, the reason Ibushi has always been this almost cult niche figure is because he would never sign a deal with any wrestling promotion. And then, amazingly, AEW becomes a thing and he goes, ah, I'm signing with New Japan. <laughs> yeah, like, that, was, that, was, that was crazy that he did that. But I think that's I love, what's going to make them put the title on him is the fact that he just signed on with them. And they want to make it look like it's something big. And then do you think you do a Bushi Moxley as weird? I know that's a weird thing to throw out, but I'm just trying to think of things that would surprise people. Um, I, I could see them having Moxley do something at New Year's Dash after the um, Wrestle Kingdom show, but I don't know if they you know, immediately set it up. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. And then what does a car to do? This is the, and they, I think this is the other thing. Like, I am not here crapping over WWE. I'm not. I still love it. But you know, much like my man Joe here, when we start talking about this, I completely understand why you would veer off track because we can have these conversations all the way to January, and we're only right. in August. Yeah. And you can't do that with WWE, but you can start going. Well, if Ibushi wins the G1, he can take on a card and win the belt, and then you can keep those two apart. Maybe till Dominion have a rematch. In the meantime, you bring in John Moxley, or maybe do something with Ishii or Ibushi. I mean, there's so many little things. Um, oh, that's a, that's another person everybody forgets about is Ishii. Well, yeah, and right now he—he's he, this. I mean, this tournament alone, he's always got fire, right? Yeah. But this tournament alone, he's now double fire. Like I know, especially for somebody like me. And again, I've been watching it the same time as you have. Right. Uh, my my big sort of oh my gosh, I'm hooked was of course the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega thing, just because right. it allowed it allowed me to. Well, it just gave me a base. It gave me a base I understood to then learn about everybody else, and I'm sure that's why they, and I'm, I'm sure that's why they did it. But it's really only been this tournament where I've actually watched Ishii and gone, my God, you're really good. Yeah. You're really believable every yes. single time. I don't know how he can hit people and get hit as hard as he does and still walk <laughs> the next day. Because he's just, I don't think they do, though, do they? I think that's the secret of New that, Japan. Yeah, that, that could be it. That, that's why it, they do the, the tag matches for the guys that just worked. Yeah, everybody, everybody is like, how do they, like, how do they survive? And you're like, they don't. That's the thing. They're all they're all walking around backstage like I'm dead. I'm dying. I need. Yeah, there's, I need there's a help. reason they come out with the ice packs right after the match. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it does work because it does make it feel more like a sport when you uh, yeah. uh, when you do that. So yeah, I mean, okay. So we're in agreement that WWE and New Japan need to be their own entities. So yeah, what they're does completely a separate things. Yeah, so what does AEW need to do? Because I don't want the American New Japan. Like, I really, really don't. And from everything I've read and everything I know about those guys, I don't think they're that stupid to do that at all. In fact, I think they would be adamantly against against doing that. But, you know, I'm not smart enough, I guess, when it comes to wrestling to decide what their niche is going to be. It's going uh, to have to be I, somewhere directly in the middle, if, if you think about it, because they need to have the wrestling quality of a New Japan but then they've also got to kind of do stories similar to how 
the WWE does it. Mm. Yeah, that's not the worst. I mean, my devil's advocate point, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but when I hear it, I'm like, okay, does the New Japan style, terrible term, but does the New Japan style translate to a mainstream audience? Uh, I think it. I think it does. But again, I know some people that think, oh, no. Sometimes it does. Like sometimes that. it doesn't. Yeah, I think you've got to find that balance. I think if people had watched Abushi versus Naito from a few weeks ago, whenever the hell it was, when Abushi um, tried to break his own head on an apron, I Ibushi can imagine that would... Would... <laughs> it does but i <laughs> i can imagine a lot of people would be turned off by that i guess it depends it depends how because uh, you can see stuff you don't like in wrestling and not necessarily stop watching you right. know like you can you can have this kind of uh, this kind of weird middle ground but um yeah i i think i think it's going to be interesting uh, with AEW. what do you want to happen at all out in terms of uh you know, who wins the world title, who takes the number one contender spot, because Oof. to me, I, I, I think, I they're think in terms of probably going to gonna have to give the title to Jericho. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say, because I, I, people go, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, I think you have to. Yeah, you have to. I think that's kind of the reason they got the whole TV deal to begin with. Yeah. And also he's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Well, and if you are you. really... You know, if you're re- if you're really on the periphery of wrestling and you hear Chris Jericho's won this thing that's not a WWE belt, yes. that may be enough to make you go what? And you may you may tune in and look. Bless Hangman Page, I think he's got a bright future, but that they, he's not Chris Jericho, right? It's just not. That's truth. Well, there's not a lot of Chris Jericho's walking around, so yeah, that's what no, you kind of got to do it. Yeah, and I, I don't have a problem with that. There seems to be this backlash. Oh, that would just be them doing what everybody else does. Like, no, nah, I don't think... The, it's, the time isn't right for Hangman Page. In fact, the time isn't right for anybody they could have put against him unless, again, you wanted to do Kenny Omega and tell that story, which right. you could have done. But I think the issue there is I think Cody, Kenny, and the Young Bucks are deliberately trying to maneuver themselves away from those those top positions do you think that could become a problem because obviously the big thing with wcw which you'll obviously know about as you mentioned that's when you came in was ah oh, the wrestlers yeah. are running the asylum and yeah that's, there is that's no always way- been the big fear with AEW. from the way i've seen it is with them all being in charge they gotta kind of make sure they don't over push them show over push themselves oh kevin nash in the nitro era do you think they do that though because i i don't think i don't, that Cody I don't, Rhodes, I don't get I think- that vibe from them you just you know you never know how it can turn out you know yeah but I, I don't i don't but the thing is as well like because again people go oh cody rhodes can't be AEW champion he can if it's a really good story and it makes sense like cody rhodes is really good yeah it's, 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 it's not like um i'm going to insult somebody here i don't mean <laughs> to but let's say that it was oh, i can't think of anyone crap wrestler x right yes if crap wrestler <laughs> x is a, is a really good booker but he's a crap wrestler. And then he makes himself win the world title. I'm like, well, no, that sucks. But, you know, it's, it's the other way around here. Cody Rhodes has already made a name for himself and just so happened to have an opportunity that he, that he jumped on. And I don't mind any... Look, I, would, I wouldn't mind Vince McMahon being the WWE champion if it made sense within my story. Right, and it's if always got to be... Gen- it's got to serve the story. It can't just be... Yeah for the sake of putting the title on somebody. Exactly. You know, and talking about world championship wrestling, that's one of the reasons that it died. Because when you've got the big gold belt around the waist of somebody like Vince Russo or David Arquette, and I know that wasn't his fault, and I quite like David Arquette. Did you hear David Arquette on Chris Jericho's podcast the other day? Uh, no, I, I haven't had a chance to check that out quite. Yeah, it, 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 I would say anybody who may feel hard feelings or any resentment towards... Uh, <laughs> towards David Arquette. Listen to that podcast. He's a, he's a real good, uh, switched-on, smart wrestling fan, and I, I think he'll win a lot of people over. But yeah, when you, when you start doing that, you are going to bookend your company. But again, look, if they could have come up with this amazing reason as to why David Arquette won the title, maybe we wouldn't have minded so much. The problem was it was quite clear they were doing it because they were a dying company, and they thought it would you know, result in good mainstream appeal, which it did not, for the record. It yeah, didn't. for some reason they it, thought David Arquette was a big name to put the title on <laughs> like he's he's a, he's a he's an all right guy but i just don't he's not you know world not champion brad pitt. <laughs> they put brad pitt on it be like yeah fair enough well not yeah. now but you, you gotta know, you gotta you put know, an you, actual blockbuster actor out there then yeah the of course you do um what back let's go back in the day i like talking retro stuff were you more of a wwe or a wcw guy uh i kind of flip-flop back and forth because what we used to do at my house was obviously change the channels you know, every commercial break. Yeah. And it would I feel like it would vary from pay per view to pay per view. Like one one WCW pay per view would hit it out of the park 
I'd be like, oh, I love WCW. But then next week, uh, next month, they wouldn't do so good, and WWE would be good. And so I was kind of all over the place. Because <clears throat> I mean, it kind of ties into what's happening with WWE, right? Because Goldberg just came back. Yeah. And, you know, that seems to. to, to uh, that's an interesting point. It, I, 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 I don't know. Saudi Arabia's kind of. Let's just pretend Saudi Arabia didn't happen, which I, we can't yeah, do. Yeah. I, I like to pretend it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Let's do that. <laughs> but my point being is, is that because obviously Goldberg is being brought back for people like you, as silly as that sounds. But he is, right? They yeah, think the they're bringing Goldberg. Yeah. They think they're bringing Goldberg. And people like your good self will, will, will love it. But clearly that wasn't happening. So when you hear Goldberg's coming in, what's your, what's your reaction? Um, at first it's like, uh, you know, he's not going to have great matches, but something, something about the guy, he just draws me in and makes me want to watch. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's not like he cuts a really great promo, but he just makes me want to watch him wrestle. So will you watch SummerSlam for him? I, I guess I'm going to have to. I was probably going to watch dude. SummerSlam anyway because I always watch the pay-per-views. I just don't usually watch the weekly TV. Yeah. So how do you feel about Goldberg Ziggler? Because uh, unless you agree with me, I, I, I want Goldberg to, to absolutely slaughter Dolph Ziggler. And I'm I, very I much alone. I hope this alone. is a spear and jackhammer match. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all I'm hoping. I want WCW 1998, right? That's what I want. Yep. That's what I want. That's, 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 that's all I want. That's what they need him to do. Just come in, hit a spear and a jackhammer, and everybody will go home happy. And that's why I think Dolph Ziggler is a perfect opponent. Because they're not going to, even if they said, oh, we're going to have Ziggler beat Goldberg, which they never will do, I don't believe. They're not all of a sudden going to, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, they're not going to let Goldberg, so Ziggler win and then turn him into this, uh, this huge... This, they're not also going to make him their top guys by points, so it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter who wins. If this was, I'll go with Buddy Murphy again, and I thought he was <laughs> on a tear, but I'd be like, what are you doing? But it's not. It's Dolph Ziggler. He's 39 years old. He's found his place in WWE, and that's that. So I don't... But I, I think it's good for a card like SummerSlam. When you're going to go six hours, which I think WWE is... They it's probably just, will because they do it for all the big ones. Yeah, exactly. I, I just... I think you need to... You need to uh, you just need to pace things up and a nice, it'll probably go five minutes, but you know, three and a half will be bravado and back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, spear, jackhammer, one, two, three, brilliant. Make yeah. Goldberg look like a beast. I hope he comes out looking all jacked. Yep. Not every match needs to be, you know, 20 minute back and forth match. Sometimes you can have, you know, a three minute, one guy just destroys the other guy match and people will love it. Yeah. I think so. I, 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 I love it. I think it's great. And I will, as soon as I hear that music play, I'll get pumped and I'll get excited. And sometimes that's, uh, yeah, that's all I need to, that's all I need to know about a match. Is that someone's going to come in and smash somebody else up and then we can move on uh, to, what, to whatever's next. Is there anything else on the card that has piqued your interest? Because I think Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton's been done quite well. Um, uh, uh, that one's all right. Um, the curious thing for me would be the uh, Finn Balor Bray Wyatt match, just to see what Bray Wyatt's going to look like in a match setting. Yeah. What do you think of the Fiend stuff? Um, off and on on it, like like I have been with everything else, I guess. Um, some of it's been very intriguing, and I want to see more. And then, you know, stuff happens where he randomly attacked Kurt Angle the other night, and I was like, eh. Not not too much big on that. Um, I, I think that the thing for me is I don't know how I felt about this mandible claw thing. That I don't because I, I, I guess I was never big into the mandible claw when yeah. I, I, I thought it was an okay finishing move. I never like I never felt like it felt oh my gosh the mandible claw <laughs> like or anything like that. So I'm kind of intrigued as to what the point with that is, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm quite excited about Bray Wyatt. I think there's something in Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't like calling him the next Undertaker because that sounds really cliched. Yeah. But what I mean by that is, is I think we have a character and a gimmick here that will be able to transcend the usual nonsense that sometimes we get mad at on TV and you won't kind of see these lapses on social media or interviews. I think he can do it if he wants. I don't think it ruins it. But I think he'll go out of his way to sort of elevate it to the next level, which is what you know The Undertaker did and why we still, we still love it today. And somebody does need that mantle. Like sometimes yeah. we're so quick to say oh we need a new John Cena or we need a new Rock we need Steve Austin we do need those things but you also need the other guys such as a new Undertaker you know yeah, such as a new Mr. Perfect need a new Undertaker because yeah, you can't I, keep you can't keep trotting you know old man Undertaker out there you just can't. it's weird that 
it's weird that he was on Extreme Rules, but not SummerSlam, and Goldberg is is the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, crazy. It's, it's very, yeah, it's very, it's, it's very, 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 very odd. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm intrigued about that Kofi Kingston Randy Orton match. I think that uh, I love the fact they're tying it into ten years ago. Um, I just like that. Again, I think it's like when you're watching a, a, a car, a, well, any kind of series, be it comedy or drama or, or whatever, the fact that they reward you for for being a fan, I always think works. You can still tell that story to people that don't under that don't necessarily understand it. So yeah, I like fan, that. Fan service when done right is very yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Seth versus Brock. I don't know whether you've been seeing all the stuff with oh, Seth versus they, Brock. Uh, Seth has been looking not like the smartest guy. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I can't say that's what I want to see out of the guy that's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Um, Dude, perfect, my friend. That's exactly how I see it. I'm not saying, and people yell at me, I'm not saying that I want Brock Lesnar to win from a I'm sat here booking the territory point of view. Right. I'm saying that if I'm watching the story, why the flib do I want this annoying, weak, (laughs) idiot dude to beat this man who's an absolute monster? Yeah, Brock's out there throwing people around like children, and Seth's on one leg and everything, gonna go beat him up. I don't think so. It wasn't a very no, smart I, thing. So what? So what do we do then? Because I think that puts us in a precarious position. You don't want to piss off the fans by keeping it on Brock Lesnar, but also I'm a fan. I'll tell you right now, you'll piss off me a little bit if Seth Rollins wins. If your plan was to have Seth Rollins win that title back at SummerSlam, you went about it the wrong way. Yeah, because I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, if Seth was supposed to be taking it, they definitely shouldn't have had him come off looking as weak as he has. No, absolutely not. Because it doesn't make him a believable challenger to the title, which is kind of not a smart idea. Yeah, it looks like... I understand why they're having the fight, because Seth Rollins won that battle royal or whatever the hell it was. But now, especially because they injured him so much, and I know we sound like nerds when we start talking about this, but we are nerds to yeah, so deal with it. But because, yeah, but because, but the thing is, because he is injured so much, if I'm meant to believe what I'm seeing, how is he going to beat Brock? Like, realistic, unless Paul Heyman screws over Lesnar and do not do that, WWE. I don't want to see that either. But unless they does that, I don't understand what story I'm going to be able to buy into that doesn't make me go, what? Because <laughs> he's a wounded man, right? Yeah, he's got two, he's, he's two practically broken in half. Yeah, and you know, the, and don't forget as well. If you go back to Mania, the only way he beat Brock there is by kicking him in the balls. Yeah, and that was fine because it was co- because you know you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and it was a cool callback, right? It was a cool yes. callback, but it still stands to reason that so far Seth Rollins' record against Brock Lesnar is not great, and now we've got a wounded man going into it. I find it really, really interesting, and I do hope that there is some twist in this tale that I haven't seen. Because it does kind of feel to me like they back themselves into the corner a little bit. Yeah, they've they've kind of not set themselves up for a good outcome either way. No, because if no. Brock wins, then great, more Brock Lesnar as a champ. And then if Seth wins, then you got a guy who's barely able to walk, walk around with your main title. <laughs> I don't care. And also, like to be fair, I don't know who. Let's say either one wins. I don't know what their next feud is. I'm worried that Baron Corbin's been kept off TV so long that they're going to give it to Seth and just go back into that because they don't have any other plans. I hope I'm wrong. I've actually quite enjoyed not seeing Baron Corbin on TV recently. Not that I'm even that down on Baron <laughs> Corbin. I just think it's always good to balance your Every, stars Everybody out. in moderation. That's Exactly. exactly. That's what's been why the problem with uh, the whole Shane McMahon thing is he's been all over the TV. <laughs> yeah. I know I tell everybody that. I don't hate Shane McMahon because he's hate Shane McMahon. I don't like Shane McMahon because it's just too much. Like you said, I love ice cream, but I could probably eat ice cream all the time, to be fair, actually. But my point being is that yeah, eventually... you wouldn't enjoy it as much as if you ate it all the time. Exactly, because it becomes the norm and you want it to feel special, which is why you know, a big criticism from this week is that Braun Strowman was on this show. I was like, good. If you've got no plans for him and he is this giant man, keep him off the show. Like, I don't need to see him, and then he'll feel better when he does come back. I'd much rather not see a guy if you don't have anything for him than for him just to be there to be there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it all depends how you how you book your product. But that's the way that WWE does it. And I don't think that we ever need to... Well, we just don't. We just don't need to. We just we just don't need to do that. And some people think, oh, we're burying him. So I just don't think we are. Like, I Every, really, Everybody really is so quick to jump to somebody's getting buried. <laughs> yeah, that's all you well, hear every time somebody loses one match well that kind of opens up this thing about buddy murphy who i keep going back to i just can't believe he's been given such a such a rub from nowhere did you hear about what happened on smackdown with the whole uh segment between those two um no i did not 
Right, so yeah, so obviously someone's trying to kill Roman Reigns, yes, which, by so the way, is actually actually oddly fun. I mean, I'm not saying that it's good, but I'm saying I'm loving the hell out of it. So, <laughs> it's wacky, already. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, it turns out that Buddy Murphy, saw, Buddy Murphy saw who did it. Roman Reigns goes to confront him. Buddy Murphy's a bit of a dick. Uh, Roman Reigns beats him up. Um, and you kind of, again, you, the, my point being is that you have 50% of people saying, oh, I say, I'm probably, it's not this much, but it's the internet always makes it seem this way. But you have this 50% of people saying, oh, it's great that Buddy Murphy was involved in the biggest storyline in WWE, which he was. You know, he <laughs> He, he has been put in, uh, you know, you can go back to that old Jim Ross kind of perspective of, well, we just put him against a big guy, therefore he gets a rub. You can argue it and you can debate it because, of course, the other way is, yeah, sure, he did do that, but Roman Reigns absolutely kicked his ass, which yeah. he also did. How do you see it, though, man? Because to me, I, I do agree with both, but deep down, I'm like, well, but actually, you know what? It did make Roman uh, Buddy Murphy feel like a bigger deal to me because he stood up to, to, to Roman Reigns. They had a bit of a spat on on social media. It all depends what happens in the match, right? If they do have a match and he gets absolutely killed, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, it, it would depend on how competitive the match ends up being, you know? Yeah. No, I, exactly. And I, I but I, I think to, I think the thing for me really is because the curtain of wrestling has been pulled apart to such a degree. I just like seeing new people. Do you know what I mean? In storylines, no matter yes. what that yes. guise is of. So seeing someone like Buddy Murphy, who I have enjoyed for the last couple of months or last year, I guess, actually. He was tearing fair. it up on 205 Live. Yeah, exactly. And I never watched you know, 205 Live religiously, but I would always catch clips. And it's like just being able to see him interact with Roman Reigns, who I see all the time. I'm like, yeah, great. Do you know what I mean? Like it's really, there's it something therapeutic about that. And it just makes the product feel fresh, which again, actually something I should ask you because I'll be intrigued. Obviously when, uh, when SmackDown goes to Fox at the end of the, uh, at the end of the year, the news is apparently they have new cameras. They're going to shoot it a bit more cinematic, a bit much like sports. Is that enough to make you start watching again, dude, it moving to Fox? I mean, you have got um, a better idea yeah, of that the, than me because it's in the America. The movement to Fox, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what they do differently. So I'll watch, I'll definitely start watching again. But if it's still just the same, you know, same old stuff, just different angles, then I'm not going to be too cool about it. I, tr- I, tr- I think, I just think it's so, I don't want to put it on too much. I just think it's really important that the move to Fox does open up the door for some people to go, oh, wow, they are doing something different because that's the time to do it. You can change the logo. You can change... You can change much everything. You can make it feel different to Raw. And even if that only gets people to come back to watch SmackDown, I think that's okay. I think that's a, that's a, that's a good start as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they should, they should the make um, SmackDown feel like a completely different show from Raw because it's yeah. not, it's, they're not the same show. Theoretically. No, nor, yeah, nor should they be. Like, why, you know, why, why, why would they be? They've they got different names. They're on different days. Just because they carry the WWE brand doesn't mean that's like saying you watch an NFL game, it should be the same. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but on, on the subject of SmackDown as well, it was up from last week in terms of viewerships. It did, uh, I think it was a 2.08. And last week they were below 2 million. So at least that's going in the right way. And Raw did okay as well. So there is some, uh, there is some love going into, into SummerSlam this weekend, which I think is important. And hopefully, you know, when we get out the other side, excuse me, the other side of SummerSlam, we can, we can keep this up. And then I think, you know, good dudes like yourself maybe would be enticed to go back in. Like if you do hear the, you know, the people saying, oh, wow, WWE's quite good and this is good, that's good. Again, I think that it's never off the table is what I mean. Like I think most people want WWE yeah. to be good. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to watch WWE. I love wrestling. I want more wrestling. It's just I don't want to watch what they're doing right now. Yeah. Do you, do you watch NXT at all? I yes, I, I watch NXT every week. Yeah, see, isn't that, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, and you, yeah, it's people crazy. can't even well, people can't even call that a coincidence anymore because it's the same for everybody. Yeah, everybody. everybody says it now. Yeah, but because that's it's weird. Like NXT, I know, I know, I'm talking to the converted here, and that includes everybody listening too. But you know, NXT started as the developmental brand, and yet now it's just. The third brand, which I'll go with hardcore fans, but again, I don't think that's necessarily true either. The fact that they love because it's, it gives them the kind of... It's almost like WWE has evolved. Yes. Like everybody says, oh, WWE has evolved, but it actually did, but they did it in NXT yeah, instead. They, they did it in the wrong place, apparently. That's what happened. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Like, isn't that... It's just, I just find that absolutely crazy because... I don't know how that happened. Well, I, of course I know how it happened. It's because Triple H is in charge of that and he brought his own ideas and... He, he was a guy that lived through the most successful period in wrestling and also kept his eye on modern day wrestling. And he pushed those two things together to create a new product that was 
yeah, the next step in what I mean, and I don't know how well it would do if it was you know translated to the masses. I have no idea yeah. because I've never seen. If they it. put that on TV, I'm I'm curious to see what the uh, mainstream audience thinks of it. Yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know what it would do. I'd like to think that it would do well, but at this at this kind of stage, I don't really know what people want from their wrestling either. I mean, I don't even know what if I know what I want from my wrestling. It's just it's that boring. If someone came up to me and said, "Simon, book wrestling," I would just be like, "Well, I don't know." Just like give me good storylines and good characters. Be like, well, what does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> what that? Book, yeah. Booking wrestling is easy when you're just saying you can do it, but when once you have to do it, you know, then it becomes a problem. Absolutely. So you know, I I, I don't I don't know what they need I, mean, I, they don't know, I know obviously what i don't like when i see it but necessarily going the uh, going the other way but i do think it's an exciting time i mean again you know summer slam this sunday then we head into the end of the month and we've got all out and before long it'll be january's so we'll have wrestle kingdom and then we'll be back to wrestlemania again obviously we'll have aw tv starting and we'll have smackdown on fox like we've just talked about and that feels cool to me like that feels like there's a lot going on and also Maybe NXT does move to FS1. I don't really know the benefit of that other than being able to say, oh, we've got some competition against AEW. Yeah, I think that would be the only reason they would do it is just yeah. that they can because, it's, you know, Vince does like to do that from time to time, just stuff I, you can do. Yeah, but I guess let's take your good self, right? So you watch, you're going to watch AEW on Wednesday nights, especially the first few to see if yes. you like what they're doing. So let's say, and I don't know what WWE is going to do, but if they take NXT off the network which I have to guess they're going to do if they want to try and get some people to actually watch it live. Because otherwise you can just, you could watch both. Yeah, you could exactly. watch AEW and then, and, then, and then switch back. But what would, wouldn't that piss you off as a WWE fan if all of a sudden that thing you're used to for the last three years, they then said, oh, by the way, we've moved it just because we're trying to take a shot at somebody else. I don't think that repays you for your loyalty. Yeah, Joe. No, I, think no, yeah I would not be a very happy camper if um, suddenly I have to do something completely different every Wednesday to watch NXT. Yeah. When, you know, I've been watching it every week since years ago at this point. Because that's the thing, because by doing that, they are taking your fandom for granted because they're thinking you are going to watch regardless and look i'm not yep. going to lie you probably will watch it when it eventually gets on the network but that's not the point the point is is that that is a staple of the wwe network most people say they watch i think that nxt does some of the best figures on the the we don't see the viewing polls but that's always what the rumor has been i would so think nxt is only behind like the pay-per-views in viewership oh yeah yeah, and the specials, I imagine, do well for like a week or so, but then it's NXT that creeps back up. And yeah, I just think that's a really dangerous game to play because... But let's go the other way. Let's say that we do do NXT on a Wednesday, but you can still stream it live on Wednesday nights. And what are we doing? What's the point? Yeah, if you can still, <laughs> still stream it and it's live on TV, then I don't, I don't even know what the point of having it on TV would be. I know. I don't understand. There's, there's a tough, tough situation to be in, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really interesting end of the year for all these reasons and more. I mean, again, and how anybody can say this isn't competition, I don't know. I don't think they're going to, you know, AEW or New Japan are never going to smash WWE in terms. Well, look, they may smash uh, in terms of revenues on their own on their own right, but I don't think they're ever going to smash WWE in terms of revenue to the point that WWE has to worry. And yet, you know, here we are feuding over wrestlers and time slots and. Who knows what else? And we just are. We're in a we're in a wrestling. I mean, I think war probably has too much of a negative connotation. I think it's yeah. really fun and exciting. But it's more of like a wrestling renaissance, if you will. Yeah. In fact, we should talk about that actually, given that we mentioned John Moxie earlier. Obviously, you know, you you switched off from WWE and you see him walk into AEW or and uh, and New Japan. What's your initial thoughts about that? Because. He surprised many people. I don't know how familiar with him you were before. I mean, I wasn't familiar with him at all before WWE. But yeah, I wasn't, were you a bit like I wasn't aware of him uh, pre WWE, and then watching him, watching him after WWE, it's like a completely different guy almost. Yeah, just the way it's like he took like the stuff he was doing, and then changed it into a more hard hitting version, and then is actually cutting promos of what he actually wants to say. And it makes him just a more believable character, I guess. Oh, I think so. But did you roll your eyes a bit? Were you a bit like, oh, here comes the WWE guy that, you know, I'm a bit bored with and don't want to see. And then obviously he wins you over. Nah, I don't. There... When people leave, I don't immediately go, oh, here comes this guy. I'm more of a, let's see what they do with this guy first before I make a split judgment on him. Yeah. I think that's how you should be because I do think they're you know, even if you don't like well, this is the the common argument, isn't it? Even if you don't like WWE right now, you can't say their roster isn't amazing. 
but you know their their, their yeah, roster they, is their roster is very deep and very talented. Uh, absolutely, and you know, and also the, the craziest thing about trying to be a wrestler in 2019 is you got to be well good at wrestling. That was never the poise back in the day. You could get away with personality, charisma, uh, promos. You know, you yeah. still need those things today, and you you don't have to be the best wrestler in the world, but you do need to be able to hold it with these these guys that just keep raising the bar. And as some people say, maybe they've raised the bar too much and we'll, we'll realize that trying to kill each other is not... <laughs> yeah, you can, not you can certainly idea. say that about some of the New Japan guys. They've kind of raised the bar to dangerous levels. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think it's... I don't know. Like I said, I, I've tried to show people... Because everybody says, if you're going to show someone that's never watched a, a wrestling match before one, show them Osprey versus Ricochet, which is probably a good yeah. shout, or show them some Lucha Libre. But if they're going to keep the, uh, that show on and then see what comes next, <laughs> they right. may be like, Why? what are these two doing to Well, if you watch any recent Will Osprey matches, you might not, because the guy's out there killing himself practically every match. I know, I know, man. That like, is like insane. It's, uh, it's a shame as well, because did you see the Zack Sabre Jr. match in the G1? Yes, yeah. And wasn't it great how they just did mat wrestling? Yeah. And sort mat, of more, more technical almost like wrestling. mat wrestling works. I know. And I understand you can't do it every time because it's not what the fans want, but maybe there is a way. And who am I to you know, sit here and criticize Will Ospreay? I just mean in general, it would be nice if maybe he could do a bit more of that so that uh, you know he doesn't... I, I don't want Will Ospreay to get hurt. Sometimes I worry about Will Ospreay. Yeah, that's, uh, he, that's he, one of the good things about the, the G1, though, I guess, is you're not always going to go out and have the same match. So sometimes... True, yeah. You know, you can have your crazy kill yourself match against like Abushi or like Naito, but then you can have you know a slow match against Zack Saber, where you're yeah, not uh, hurt yourself. And that again, that ties into another criticism people have of WWE that they all follow a very similar, a very similar um, uh, template to each other, which they arguably do. So you know, I I, I do I do in, again. That's why when. Um, you know, John Moxley gets his feet tied up to Amuto's feet <laughs> and he can't get back in the ring. I'm all right with it. Yep. I'm all right with it. It makes me laugh. It makes me chuckle. Does it make John Moxley look a bit like a nerd? Yeah. But who cares, man? I don't well, that's, I what, care. that's what happens. He's not He's not used to seeing what Yano can do. So he saw what happens when you underestimate Yano. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, it's, I, I, I just think it's wonderful. I really, really do. I, uh, I like it. I like it a lot and I, I enjoy I enjoy what New Japan does, and I think they're really clever with it. And I think this G1 especially, I imagine a lot of people, thanks to the, the growth of New Japan world, are watching it for the first time. And I think they'll be hooked. Yeah, and I think I that's good. So too. Yeah, I think that's good. Do you have any sort of crazy predictions for SummerSlam? Or do you think it's going to be mostly a, not a, not a, not a by-the-numbers show? No, I mean, do you, do you think they've got any huge angles up their sleeve, I guess? Or do you think we're just coming out the other end as we would do after WrestleMania or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be, you know, people that are going to win are going to win. Um, I don't think anything like surprising is going to happen, though they probably should have something surprising happen. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, if they want to be real crazy, they could have uh, Riddle come out and interrupt the Goldberg match. <laughs> yes, they could, my I, don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Uh, Matt Riddle, I tell you, I don't agree with him, but boy, do I love his honesty. Yeah. I really, really do love his honesty. That guy is crazy. He's, <laughs> really he's, is crazy. he's a different breed of cat. Like, that I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how he's going to survive. I don't mean that in a bad way, but knowing how WWE is, how does he survive? He's doing everything they don't like. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how much longer he's going he's gonna to be staying there if he keeps no, it up. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong, and it... Uh, it comes, uh, it comes back to bite me in the ass. But when I see that and I just know how WWE has been in the past, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's see. Well, maybe he's but, doing it because he knows they like him enough that he can get yeah. away with it. Yeah, maybe he knows they just don't care. You know, <laughs> we, we, we don't know. We don't know. Actually, one thing I should ask you before we do wrap up, my friend, is obviously you're a big AEW fan. You're a big New Japan fan. How do you feel about the fact they obviously can't seem to get a relationship going? Because it doesn't seem like the New Japan Ring of Honor relationship is going to last much longer. They seem to have fallen out completely. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. It's, I just find it weird that for whatever reason, I think New Japan just wants to do their own thing over over here and everywhere else, I guess. And they don't really want to have to ride anybody else's coattails to get somewhere. So they just are backing off with everybody do you think they benefit from working for each other? Like, do you think having some kind of like symbiotic relationship with Kenny going over there and Ibushi coming back is gonna 
do you think do you think it boosts both promotions up or does it not really do much anyway i i think it would boost them together to an extent like but there's only it's only so much that AEW can do for new japan whereas the other way around new japan can probably do a lot more for AEW. yeah i think so i i i i i just hope they both do well you know, I just, I don't think they're not going to, but yeah. obviously we've got, we've got Raw Quest going on over here in August, which I can actually announce now. I think that what culture are going to cover. I think we've got some cool interviews, so we can look forward to that. But, you know, I, I think that is a big deal. And I think if that does do well, you know, the, the expansion continues and, you know, and that, that's what they need to do. They need to be able to be getting eyes in front of the product here, there and everywhere. Right. More people but watching I, good wrestling can only benefit everybody else. Absolutely. Where are you based, man? It's specifically in America. Do you get any I, New Japan shows coming your way? Um, there, there was the one. I don't remember what their schedule is like right now, but there was, they did the G1 Supercard. I'm in the uh, Northeast, so I'm like right where stuff can go down. Like I'm trying currently to get to that uh, Boston AEW show, but oh man, we're we're gonna see. That'd be good, though, man. Right? It'd be pretty cool because obviously, yeah, they've announced their whole uh, their whole. Cu- That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, and you'd be part of uh, well, part of history in many ways. People laugh when I say that. It's true. Yeah, you people don't. Be part of history. Yeah, people don't look at it that way though. For some reason, like, um, like the people that are going to that first televised show are going to be the first crowd on AEW TV. Like that's yeah. crazy. Exactly. I think it's. Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's, I do. I think I think it's really really exciting. And even let's say even if it all goes completely wrong, all right, we had fun while it lasted, right? Right, and that's all that—that's all that matters. That's all that—that's all that matters. It gave people something to watch for a little bit, and what—that's all we need sometimes. And we yeah. can maybe be upset with what happened, but onwards we still trot. And on that very positive note, we were—we <laughs> will wrap things up. Joe, pleasure talking to you, my friend. I really yes. enjoyed that. Thank you so yes. much for your time. Like, thank you for having me. Oh, no, no, not at all, dude. And uh, again, make sure uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do it now. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch it there along with a, a bunch of other random content. Uh, again, uh, Twitter and Instagram at SimonMeta316. All of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash SimonMeta316. Uh, you can come on the podcast as Joe has done and we'll just talk random crap for around about an hour. But my word, is it just a good old fashioned time? I'm not going to lie, Joe, when I first started doing this, a lot of people would send me messages going, why getting random people on to talk wrestling? I'm like, this is why. Yep. This is why. Because it's just really, really fun. And who who knows why? Never know what people can say. That's what, you know. Yeah. No, exactly, man. Exactly. You just you get different different opinions and, and different ideas. And yeah, it just puts a smile on my face. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Joe, uh, enjoy SummerSlam if you do watch it. I'm sure you will. And <laughs> everybody you, else too. enjoys... Uh, thanks, man. Everybody else enjoys SummerSlam too. Obviously, we'll be upping those downs for SummerSlam on uh, Monday. And we didn't even talk NXT TakeOver because I forgot. For the second time this week, and <laughs> it's even <laughs> happening because that's how much there's going on. But let's face What's the point? It's going to be good. The end. That's it. That's it. That's, what, that's the whole story. That's all you need to know. It's going to be really, really good and it will have all the best matches of the night. The end. Dude, Joe, thanks so much. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll talk to you again soon.